0: Thanks for listening to the issue podcast. Be sure to follow our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast or Twitter at just the issue podcast. Catch us Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Yo. What's up? We are back. It is Monday, August thirty first, last day of August. And uh we're getting you this Monday episode. I am by myself in the studio. Tim is with me on the phone. Um Tim, how you doing, man? I'm doing great.
0: Doing good. Um Yeah, you know, excited to, excited for another day of sports. Yeah, it's, it's been really exciting. It's been an incredible day if you're a baseball fan, but which... I think most people that listen, um, at least follow baseball a little bit. It's been exciting. Um, feels like there's normalcy back in baseball. You know, it you got does. the trade deadline going off. Feels like a normal year.
1: It does. Um, so those teams are making their pushes for the playoffs now. I know we're going to get into some of the specifics later uh, coming up yeah. here, actually in our first segment with you. But uh, also we're going to get to some NFL, um, and we're going to have our AFC South Divisional Predictions, today is the last prediction Monday. Um,
0: yeah, NFL's what, a little bit under two weeks out? Is yeah. that
1: right? Yep, just just a little under two weeks, and we should be... What's, what,
0: when is the uh, first
1: game? we um, a little
0: over two weeks. I know it's right on two weeks.
1: Yeah, it should be. I mean, I know college football, the ACC put out a thing, they said two weeks away, and that seemed like it was a couple days ago. Um but- Let's see, first
0: game of twenty twenty. Okay, so it's Thursday the um the tenth. Oh yeah. Oh dude Yeah, what- we're we're almost a week out we are oh you love to see it i'm looking at my calendar here on the wall tell me to do some homework yeah i don't think so
1: yeah i think you should circle that uh worried
0: about worried about football
1: yeah i would uh i'd be the same way right now but uh, Uh, we do have uh a couple stories that i want to get to first We yeah uh, the first one i want to get to though is um is that, that one stroke whooping and I put all on right, you? I on was the literally golf I course. was literally just about <laughs> to bring that up. Okay. I was just gonna hopefully breeze past that and not have to talk about the golf situation. But uh well, you well, brought me, it up.
0: Let me give you some credit. Alright, alright, we were on the course. We were only planning to do nine. And if that was the case, you would have won by a stroke.
1: Right, because you I won I won, I won the first nine and then we said, you know what? You did, you did. It?
0: But then we both mutually agreed that hey, we're having a good time with so let's go for another nine. And uh, you know, superior golf skills just kicked in, and I end up uh,
2: ended up beating you by a
1: stroke there. Yeah. Okay. Let's just let me recap this for everybody who who wasn't there. <laughs> so I need my piece here to to say what I need to say. I might even, you know, after we finish up this second segment that we have later in the show, I might come back on for a little additional segment here. You know, just be that's the it's the advantage of uh, of you not being <laughs> here uh, to tell my story. But I'm gonna get to it right now. So we uh we started and uh we were even we were pretty even man through like yeah through whole way like, yeah and then i think the lot the biggest lead somebody got in in the front nine i was I think, uh i was
0: i think the biggest lead on the front nine
1: uh was a two I stroke think you were what two strokes. it
0: was either me or you i was two strokes yeah
1: and i ended up catching you and i i was up by a stroke after the front nine but we both as he said mutually agreed to keep playing through um <laughs> we went on uh my driver kind of kind of disappointed in, in holes 12 13 and 14 i fell behind four strokes and yeah, but you
0: uh, made a push late I it did. was it was even going into the last hole
1: i made a comeback and we were tied up going into the 18th hole and my driver killed me and i was just a stroke about, behind you the entire way. about two what about two fairways over? Yeah, Slice. I, I didn't play the Slice as much as I should have. I should have hit it behind me. It probably would have ended up on the fairway. But he wins by a stroke. Yeah, anyway. Uh, the, it, was, it was fun,
0: though. It was a good time.
1: And the bet was fulfilled. Can you please let our listeners know that I'm a man of my word?
0: He is, he is. He just uh, he bought me lunch. We called it even. Yeah. So...
1: Tim won, but, uh, but we were, yeah.
0: So basically, we both are really, really bad at golf. Yeah. You know, par was like seventy-two. I think we were both in the one tens. Hey, so we're gonna, both equally terrible.
1: I wasn't even going to say our scores just for the just for both of our own you know sanity. I wasn't going to bring that up, but you did. So I mean, no, we, uh, we're going to accept this, the fact that we're terrible at golf. We're going to uh, make this public record. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, can, we're
0: pretty. We're 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 both equally bad. Yeah. So
1: yeah. I mean, But But anyway, with that, we we want to to get into uh, the uh, MLB.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll get into the MLB right now. Nothing crazy today. Um, You know, I'm not giving any hot takes or anything like that. Just going to kind of go through all the trades that's been going on. Um, It started yesterday, basically, the whole, you know, the the major trade deadline, you know, the whole day or two span where it just goes insane. Um, Started yesterday, Mitch Moreland to the Padres uh, for some minor leaguers. Um so that was a good trade. I think I think the Padres I think it was a good trade for the Padres. Mitch Willand's been killing it. He's hitting above three hundred this year. I know that. He's been really consistent. Um, and I, I think he could be good in their in their DH, but you know, universal DH now. Yeah. Um, the Braves get uh, Tommy Malone. Let's see. Yeah, they got Tommy Malone for two players to be named later. Nothing crazy there. Let's see here we got the um the Cubs getting Jose Martinez DH there, so and two players to be named later will be set to Tampa. That's good. He he started actually um, with the St. Louis Cardinals. That was I think like last year, two years ago, and then he got traded to the to the Rays. He kind of disappointed this year for the Rays, but he's got insane power. If he could uh, get that under control, so that'll be cool. Let's see what else we have here in wake of the trade deadline. It's been it's been pretty crazy. It's heating up very quickly. Let's see here. Sorry, I seem to have lost
1: my page. No, you're good. Uh I mean
0: Oh, here we go. We got the um the Blue Jays get Taewon Walker. That was four days ago now. Um Seattle just seems to be selling the farm right now. <laughs> yeah. So um athletics get Tommy Listella. That's gonna be pretty big. Uh he he really last year he had a really good year in the first half. Um about a 295, 16 home runs. I right. uh, ended up getting injured, but so far this year he was hitting two seventy three. So he, he solid, solid. Padres get closer Trevor uh, Rosenthal. Hopefully he can unlock some of his uh, some of his you know St. Louis Cardinals magic that he uh, <laughs> that he had there. He was a really solid closer with them. Right. Kind of kind of has gotten away from that a little bit. Uh, Rockies get pitcher Michael Givens. I think he'll be pretty good. He's young guy. Uh, he's, he's thirty, but he's still on the young side of um of pitchers. And he's been really good this year. One thirty-eight ERA uh, across thirteen innings. So um, he will be good for for the uh, for the Rockies. They seem to be making a push as well. They're in the second wild card spot, right behind the Padres. Yeah, Padres get uh, catcher Jason Castro as well from the Angels. And the big trade that I uh, was tweeted about on our, our Twitter. If you didn't check it out, go check it out. Um, San Diego Padres have acquired. Catcher Austin Nola, Austin Adams, and uh, right hand pitcher Dan Altavilla from the Seattle Mariners for Taylor Trammell and Luis Torrens, Ty Franz, and Andres Munoz. That's a big deal for um for the Padres. That Austin Nola was, I think he's in the top three of uh, catcher prospects. Um, definitely the Mariners' top prospects, so they were able to nab him. And Austin Adams coming off some some injury, I think ACL. Um. So, we'll see about him uh, for at least this year. And then, Dan Altavilla, He really good, really fast throwing. Um, right-hand pitcher, wipeout slider. Uh, I think he'll be really good for their bullpen. They need some guys to shore up the back end. So, they went out and got Rosenthal, went out and get, got Altavilla. So, um, you know, they're, they're shoring up what they need to. Uh, and then, the Padres go out and get Mike Clevenger. That's a huge deal.
1: That is this
0: yeah, and they ended up trading Austin Hedges. He was their catcher. He disappointed all year and all last year. Um, he's probably my least favorite catcher. <laughs> Hate to bang on a guy, but uh, he's terrible, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So, so finally they traded him. They ended up getting Jason Castro and Austin Nolwa. So they, they're good on catchers now. Yeah. Uh, moving on, the athletics require Mike Miner, um, left-handed pitcher from the Rangers. He's coming off a really good year last year, fourteen and ten. It's so not great, but a three fifty nine ERA, pretty good. Two hundred Ks. So he was solid. He hasn't been very good this year, but hopefully he can unlock a little bit of you know last year's magic there. Yeah. Blue Jays kind of making a push here. They get Robbie Ray from the uh, the Diamondbacks. They seem to be kind of selling the farm too. We'll get to that. They have, they actually um, dealt Archie Bradley to the Reds. So that that's pretty big. Archie Bradley, really big time, uh, big time closer and reliever. So it seems like the uh, seems like the Diamondbacks kind of selling out, selling out the farm here, trying to get some picks and prospects and and whatnot. Um, the Marlins, the Marlins are actually making a push, believe it or not. Uh, I think they realize that it's a goofy year and they got to kind of jump on their opportunity to get in the playoffs now. You know, right? Um, especially in that NL East where there's oh god, it's a mess right now. So I think that they're trying to trying to jump on board with that. They got Starling Marte, former Pirate.
1: They um, did, I saw him. They that. got
0: him from the Diamondbacks. That's big. I mean, people know, no one ever really talks about him. He's hitting 311 right now.
1: He's one, um, of, those, he's one of those sneaky players that, uh, I mean, yeah. y- easy to turn your attention away from. But as soon as you do, man, I mean, he just starts banging on everything. So
0: I agree. He's a really, really good, um, really consistent hitter, speedy outfielder, good arm. Um, can steal some bases, hit for power if he needs to. Uh, he's a real complete player. I think. I think you look up here. He's going to be in the, a, a top ten outfielder for a long time. Uh, but no one's really going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, moving on the Blue Jays, like I said, making a push. They got Jonathan VR from the Marlins, okay. which is weird because it seems like the Marlins are making a push. They get Marte, then they deal VR. So uh, I don't really know what they're doing there. But uh, maybe
1: they see some uh, writing Go on the, the Jays, wall- yeah. writing on the walls there with him possibly.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe just, yeah, they're just kind of looking out, maybe looking into the future, don't really want him. Yep. Um, continuing the Phillies get David Phelps. Pretty good right-hand uh, pitcher from the Brewers. Um, he, he's missed a couple. Uh, he's had Tommy John in 2018, and he's just been in and out, but he's been decent when he's been in there. Um, the Phillies are just, they just continue to disappoint. A lot of talent, but they just continue to disappoint. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's their pitching mostly, and they went out and addressed it. Big move for the Rockies. Getting Kevin Pilar. Um, he's always been known as more of a defensive guy, but finally he's he's putting a little bit together on the uh, offensive side. He's hitting two seventy four, four home runs, so not bad, not bad. Um, it'll it obviously it'll help him if he's going to the Rockies. He gets to play in that in that high altitude. Hopefully, he can get his offense numbers up even more. You know,
1: yeah, that would be uh ideal. He kind of fits there. You know what I mean? Um, he
0: really does. Um, good outfielder because you need the defense. Um. At least in the outfield, when you're in Colorado, because ball flies around the yard, so that helps him there. And plus, when he's hitting, mm-hmm. like I said, ball flies around the yard; it can't hurt him. Absolutely. And then finally, um, the Reds get Brian Goodwin. He's an outfielder from the Angels. Uh, not, not nothing crazy. Um, I mean, last year he had a decent year: two hundred and sixty with seventeen home runs. I mean, right now he's hitting two hundred and forty-two, four home runs. Not great, uh, but solid. Solid. He could be. He's definitely def, uh, definitely depth for the Reds. Um, So, never a bad idea to acquire some depth, especially this year. Ooh, another big move that just happened uh, about 10 minutes ago here. The Mets get Todd Frazier and Robinson Wow from the Rangers. Frazier, Yeah, yeah, Todd Frazier. Um, I mean, not great. He's at 240 with two home runs. Um, Hopefully, though, he he was actually with the Mets last year. uh, So, hopefully, he can unlock a little bit of that potential and uh, kind of get back to old times, um, like, with the Mets. So, yeah, that's that's the trade deadline, guys. It's It's been crazy. It's been exciting to watch.
1: It's been fun, but uh, there is one thing that I wanted to comment on that. Uh, do you – it's just off the top of your head. Um, no – I'm thinking of a team, Tim, and I'm thinking – I didn't see their name or hear their name anywhere on, on any of these trades you just mentioned. And can <laughs> can you please tell me what team I'm thinking of?
2: That would be the
1: um, the Pirates. Oh, dude, he's one for one on trivia today. A little warm up segment for uh, for Wednesday. And make sure you come for Wednesday's episode here, Tim's trivia. But he got that one right, and I'm just confused. Okay, you're the worst team in baseball. You're at we the. Get, you're nearing the trade on. deadline. And there's no signs of life in the Pirates organization at the trade deadline.
0: And, and I understand that we don't have to be trading. I think we should be one of the teams trying to sell off players right oh. now, which is weird because generally I'm I'm advocating for you know acquiring as much talent as you can. But guys like Chris Archer and uh, Kyle Crick, etc., guys that are good, you know, solid. will will have a market, mm-hmm. but aren't really doing much for you. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Get young guys. Get picks. Get prospects.
1: Right the the pirates organization is making zero moves. Look, w- hopes are done this year. Okay, they're not going to make the playoffs regardless of who they would have gotten in, in the. Might not even get to ten wins. Right. I mean that's a <laughs> that's a real possibility uh, with the yeah, way they've like been playing. And,
0: they're like nine
1: and twenty five right now. Yeah, so, something man. like or nine and twenty one or something around there. Um, but. I just can't believe that they are just stagnant right now, not doing anything and just it, it, just letting this whole entire season and this weird season where if they wanted to go out and make some moves, they could probably make some moves they couldn't have before. And uh, they're not even attempting anything. So that just—that's
0: because they're an embarrassment of a franchise. I mean, uh, it, I think I'm done rooting for them. Uh, they're just embarrassing. I mean, they're, they're
1: terrible. Until ownership changes, they're—they're going to have consistent problems. But um,
0: one thing I did also notice, though, trade deadline rock or the um, Padres seem to be making a push, man.
1: Yeah, they do. Uh, I
0: think they realize that Manny Machado over the last two weeks has hitting. Over 400. Mm-hmm. He's got player of the week two weeks in a row. They're 10 and three in their in their last two weeks. Um, Fernando Tatis continues to be consistently great, and they just they're just starting to realize, that, hey, if we put some pitching, some a little bit more pitching into this, we could be really really good, right? Um, so they went out and got Clevenger. They went out and got Altavilla. They went out and got relievers, um, Rosenthal. You know, they went out and bolstered, got some veteran good arms to. uh so, like I said, both of their roster and uh, especially their pitching.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know for a fact. I was I was going through, and uh, on that uh, Padres Instagram, and they are excited to have Altavilla in that bullpen. Uh, there is a
0: hard throwing. They're, they're throwing really hard. Wipeout slider, like I said, um, can be a little wild at times. But I think he, I think he could be really, really good for them.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh he could be that piece that they need in the bullpen to uh to push him into that into a race this year. Um and I hope the best for him and all all the luck in the world to Altavilla as he as he starts in uh in San Diego. But I want to switch gears a little bit now and get into the NFL. Uh Tim, I know earlier in in the year we were talking about uh Madden twenty one and, and the Madden ratings. Yeah, uh, we both expressed our concern for those, and just um, just about just talked how bad how bad this game was and the oh, players, just uh, ratings coming into it. Well, news story out eight hours ago. Angry Madden 21 users demand that the NFL drops EA Sports after complaints of poor product quality. Now, <laughs> with some of the ratings, I'm not surprised. I mean, if you go back and listen, um, if you scroll back through the archives of, uh, of episodes that we have up on wherever you listen to our podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever, you're going to find uh, our displeasure with the the Madden ratings. Um, just a, a stat here. This game, it's the lowest score ever for a Madden game. 0. 0.4 out of 10. Uh, couldn't yeah, even they're just terrible couldn't dude. even get to a whole one out of ten. Zero point four out of ten um and that's what happens until they adjust it i'm not buying it i know you haven't bought it um so uh they, they need to get that fixed and that's uh terrible. hopefully hopefully still stick with ea sports but uh may, may, makes some adjustments for sure uh, another story um, in the NFL is their, their stance on social injustice for this season. Um, they have uh, a couple plans rolled out for in-game, uh, just ways to, to just bring it up during the game. You know, uh, Instead of the team's logos or the team names in the end zones this year, uh, there will be in one end zone it will say it takes all of us, and in the opposite end zone it will say end racism. Um so that's the news out of the NFL and, and what they're gonna try to do this year to uh to try to voice and, and get some changes made.
0: Yeah, I I think it's good. Um using their using their uh platform for good. So yeah.
1: Yep. And uh I mean coming up here in our next segment, you're going to get the AFC South predictions. Uh, it's our last one. If you missed them, go back, check out our Instagram. We have all the graphics up there, and we should have this AFC South one up by tonight. Um, go back, listen if you missed a division that you want to hear. And, uh, yep, that's just about does it for this first segment, but don't go anywhere because we have a loaded second segment. So that is it for this one. What's up? We are back. It is our second segment today, Monday, August thirty first, um, and we have some news to get to you uh, coming up here right away. And then we have the AFC South predictions in that last slot today, uh, just where it always is. So it'll be it'll be a good segment. Tim, do I got you back on the phone, man?
0: Yeah, I'm back. Um, Excited to get into the divisionals, uh, but first. We had some just some, some news stories here. Alvin Kamara missing three straight days of practice unexcused Dang. for uh, for contract related reasons.
1: Hmm. Ooh, that's not that's not good for the Saints. That um, does not look good for them. And uh,
0: it's a big fantasy blow. He's a big fantasy guy, um, fantasy football player. Um, he's a really big big piece on a lot of people's teams. I'm guessing. So that's that's pretty crazy. Um, I didn't. I didn't expect that to happen at all.
1: Especially not out of a system uh, like New Orleans either. You don't usually see drama yeah, like that you there. S-
0: you don't see. Yeah, they just seem to always have their stuff uh, kind of buttoned up. So that's that is definitely a shock out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, another running back uh, related story: um, Leonard Fournette released by the Jags. Not really surprised. They just seem like a really just just bad team, you know? Yeah. I mean, we'll get to them when we talk about our we go through our divisions. I mean, clearly they're last. They're gonna be the worst team in the NFL. They're going to have the number one overall pick. They're just a bad team. I, i'm I don't really know why they released Hornet. I thought he should have stayed. I, probably contract issue because he's gonna want money and they're trying to rebuild, so they're trying to save money. Um, but it does bring up the question, where is he going to land? And uh, this one article here, suggest the Patriots or the Bucs. I don't think the Patriots. Um, I think he'll eventually want too much money for the Patriots. But the
1: Buccaneers is interesting. That's scary. Can you, if they can get you imagine in.
0: Tom Brady handing off to, uh, to Leonard Fournette? Or
1: even h- having him as a check down option?
0: Oh my god, this article also brings up the Kansas City Chiefs. If they could find money for, for Leonard Fournette, that'd be crazy too. Oh man, um, Claude yeah. Edwards-Arler with Leonard Fournette—that would instantly be a top backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be that would be crazy. And uh, Steelers are Steelers are listed sixth here. Well, hometown team. I mean, I, I mean, maybe I would like it. Um, then you could really have a workhorse in the backfield. Keep it off. Keep uh, keep guys off Big Ben. I wouldn't be upset uh, about that either.
1: Also, have somebody to. Uh... Yeah, I mean that that's really the big thing. That that would be Yeah, huge. and then
0: just like James Connor's always hurt, so we'll see.
1: It, it would um, be able to take pressure off of him, which is nice. Um if he did end up coming to Pittsburgh, James Connor wouldn't have near the workload he usually does. Um Yeah, I agree.
0: And um just one more story here. Uh Fred Warner, standout linebacker for the for the uh for the Niners. He's their leading tackler. He's on the uh the COVID nineteen list. Dang. Um, the reserve list so I'm guessing it just means he tested positive but I I mean what we're okay we're a little over a week out but then that's only for the first game so the rest of the game is going to start to what that Sunday the 14th yeah. or Sunday the 13th I'm sorry so I mean uh, assuming that he stays healthy and stays quarantined and everything like that he should be there by the first game mm. um, I don't think it's that's going to end up being too big of a deal but we'll, we'll monitor that if he ends up having a miss that's kind of a big loss, but uh it won't be like a seasonal thing, like a like a season long thing. So um he should be good to go. So it shouldn't hurt the Niners that much.
1: No, it shouldn't be too much of of a blow there. But that is all the news we have for you guys today. And uh without any further ado, we're gonna get right in here to the AFC South. Tim, you ready to go? Oh, very, very excited. All right, so we're going to start from the bottom up. Uh, we always have. We will continue to do that, and it's not going to change here in the last week. So, finishing in last, we have the Jaguars at 2-14. and 14. Oh, I mean, they're just a very, very, you know, they're
0: just an extremely limited team. Uh, yeah. And they just released Leonard Fournette, who's pretty much their only offensive weapon. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't mind the combo of Gardner Minshew and and DJ Chark. I think DJ Chark's getting better every year. And uh, people bang on Minshew, but he's actually a pretty competent quarterback. We talked about it yesterday. He was actually the top-rated rookie. Um, But I think he'll be out after this year, and he won't be as effective this year because, you know, it's pretty much all that the team has to game plan for.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, uh,
0: so I don't think he's going to be good, but overall, I mean, they, they sold the farm They everyone's gone. Um, they don't really have anyone just go with their, go, go look at their roster and you're going to be like, I have no idea who any of these guys are. Um, they're, they're in a full rebuild and they appear to be tanking for, for Trevor Lawrence. They've acquired picks and veterans and you know, they're intense clear. Yeah. Um, they're going to lose, you know, I <laughs> hey, mean, uh, I think, I think they maybe steal two games. Um, I don't think 0-16 is out of the question at all. This is one of the worst teams I I remember seeing. Um, when they still had Fournette, I could say, okay, you give it to Fournette. gardner Minshew on play action isn't terrible. Um, they might be 4-12, 3-13, but you deal your only good player. Um, only standout player on offense. You, I mean, there's no one.
1: <laughs> I mean, when you're looking at this and I'm seeing – the ceiling for the Jaguars being 3-13. and 13. When your ceiling is 3-13, and 13, you have some issues. Um, I, I
0: seriously, I think 2-14 is even a reach. I think one, they might steal two games like tight.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, yeah it's, they're just not a very good team. I mean, there's a reason that the NFL's, you like when they've been doing those London games these past couple of years, that the Jaguars are always in it because they don't even have any fans really. Um, Their attendance is down. They're just a really down franchise right now. And uh, they just seem to be directionless. I mean, this year their direction is pretty clear. Get Trevor Lawrence. Lose as many games as we can so we can secure Trevor Lawrence. Um, But they're just really, really not a good team.
1: No, Yeah, um, totally agree. Not a
0: good franchise.
1: Moving up to the number three spot, though. The Um, Titans. People
0: are going to be mad about this. The Titans are going to be mad. Seven
1: and nine. It's a little... I mean,
0: uh, okay, people are going to be like, well, dude, they went all the way to the AFC championship game. No. Okay, people. See, the problem is Ryan Tannehill, a completely, uh, completely one-dimensional quarterback. And people are like, what, do, what does one-dimensional quarterback mean to you? Quarterback throws the ball. It is one-dimensional. No, no, no. What I mean by that is Derrick Henry is the entire offense. You know, if he's not rolling and Ryan Tannehill can't go to the play-action pass, he is useless terrible he's terrible um there's a reason that miami wanted him out he's not a good quarterback okay i can't believe they actually paid him money and the fact that they did pay him money just just shows me how lost of a franchise it is. um derrick henry did that's it you know their defense is extremely average not special they lack pass rush um, they lost the top guy in Dre' Casey. He was their pretty much their only good defensive pass rusher uh, slash run stopper. And people can hang their hat on on Kevin Byard in the in the secondary. He's a nice player. He's not a game changer. I think they're going to be really really competitive. I think eight and eight's not out of the question. Um, actually, you know what? We have seven and nine. Let's go eight and eight. I think they're going to be eight and eight.
1: Okay, adjust them to eight and eight.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to be 8-8. Eight eight. I'm looking at their schedule now. I think they'll definitely steal one more game, 7-9. I don't think they're below 500 team. I think I can put them at 500. Okay. Um, I just think last year was a fluke. I mean, really, I, I do. And uh, they actually had a pretty easy schedule last year. I know they beat the Chiefs in the regular season, yada, 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 whatever. Okay? Um, they're just not that good of a team. But I do think that they are a real quarterback and, and some pass rushers away. Um. Like, like I said, they just seem very limited. Go through their roster. It's not an insanely loaded roster. Um, they have a whole tight end. I mean, people, we were reading that tight end list. People think Johnny Smith's going to light the world on fire. Never heard of him. If I've never heard of you, you're probably not good. Um, Derrick Henry will be good. Their offensive line is average, not great. They're just, a, they're just a superbly average team. You know what I mean? Their only standout player is Derek Henry.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Um... I mean, when we get to I our, do like
0: the receiving core.
1: When we get to our top players later in this segment, we'll get into. I, I do have Derek Henry down as one of my top guys, but I mean, yeah, I just he's not going to be able to carry the entire team by himself.
0: No, and I, I I agree, and like I do like the receiving core, but that really doesn't always equal success. I like the Steelers receiving core when they had, um, you know, A. B. Mark Tavis, Bryan and. I don't even know Eli Rogers. You know, I like their receiving core, but they didn't win.
1: No, they you know. Win anything. Um, so
0: I, I do like AJ Brown. He's only a second-year guy, though. I'm not going to hang my hat on that. And uh, Corey Davis is is nice. He's a solid B receiver. He's one of the top B receivers, I would say. But they're just not. They're just not a really a really standout team. I think eight and eight is good, especially in a tough division. Right. Texans are good. Colts are good. Um the Titans have a pretty tough schedule, so I think eight and eight is good
1: for them. Right, and then we're going to switch over here. The Texans. Oh, people
0: are going to be so upset.
1: The Texans nine and seven at number two.
0: Okay, see, see, I love Deshaun Watson, but they're just really not the same team. I mean, seriously, outside of Deshaun Watson, who can you actually rely on, game in and game out? Like, who can you actually show up to the field? Like, you know, you. We'll just go with the best team in the league, you know, the Chiefs. And then, so we'll go with the Chiefs. Who can you rely on every day for the Chiefs? You can rely on Mahomes. You can rely on Travis Kelsey. You can rely on Tyree Kill. You can rely on Nico Hardman. You can rely on Mitchell Schwartz. You can rely on Chris Jones. You can rely on Tyron Matthew. There's just so many guys that you know what you're going to get day in and day out. And you're going to get an above average play.
2: Yeah. Or
0: In Mahomes and Kelsey and then Bear Case, really, really great play. Um, see with the Texans, you don't you don't have that. Will Fuller, he's good. You, I've never seen him as a number one, and he's frequently injured all the time. Can't rely on him. Brandon Cooks, decent, not special. There's a reason he's bounced around to about four different teams in the last four years. Not great. You know, yeah. he's okay. He's a good deep threat, but he you need a deep threat to complement a non deep threat, and they have two deep threats. I mean, Will, Fuller, Will Fuller's Will going to go deep, and Brandon Cooks going to go deep. Who Deshaun Watson's going to throw the ball to? If you just put two safeties back. And you play cover too high, boom, you just solve their whole offense. Um, their tight end situation's aging, uh, not looking great. Their linebacking core gets older by the day, and their secondary wasn't strong last year, won't be strong this year. Um, let's just look at some rankings here. Uh, their defense once was rated 16th, and that's with JJ Watt. Um, that's going into this year, they're rated the 16th best offensive line by Pro Football Focus. Um, Honestly, I think a lot of it is JJ Watt's name. He's been hurt the last four or five years a lot. So, like I said, can't rely on him. Yeah, if he's healthy, when's the last time he's played a full season? Anyone? Anyone? I think it was like four years ago, you know? Yeah. So I can't rely on that. They lost DJ Reader. I mean, they gained Ross Blacklock. He's a rookie out of TCU. I don't know if I can rely on him yet. Like I said, a lot of what-ifs we will continue the secondaries. The secondary rated uh, 25th. They're not going to be much help. Um and the offensive line last year was rated twentieth and another year older, don't think they're gonna be even that good. I think they're gonna be closer to twenty-five this year. Um Desmond Watson, you saw him last year, he was running for his life. He got kicked in the face one time trying to throw a pass. <laughs> um they're just they're just not a very deep football team, and I think when you lose DeAndre Hopkins, that's Watson's safety valve and I, I, I think it's gonna hurt them.
2: Yeah.
0: And they've played just because that they've been good in the past doesn't mean they're going to continue to be good. The division's been weak in the past, but there was, the Colts went out and added Philip Rivers to Forrest Buckner, et cetera, et cetera. They've been drafting really well. Our young guys are developing. Um, the Titans have gotten better, believe it or not. Ryan Tannehill is an upgrade over Marcus Mariota. Their defense has gotten better. Derrick Henry continues to get better. So it's been um, – it, it was a weak division. It's becoming a much stronger division and just because that they've won in the past and have had a good quarterback in a weak division doesn't mean that now all of a sudden when you lose a top target and you have a lot of what-ifs, that you're going to be a good team still. That's not how it works.
1: No, yeah, I totally agree with you there. And, uh, I mean, like like you said, the Colts are getting stronger, and that's why they are in our number one spot at 10-6. and six. Uh, This
0: is my surprise team, people. Uh, you see a lot of, like, radio guys and podcast guys like ourselves uh, make, like, big calls here. This is my call of the year right here. Okay. Um, team-wise, at least, uh, Colin Coward had his call of the year was the Broncos are going to be a pop team and make the playoffs, right? This is my call here. The Colts, ten and six, right? Mm-hmm. That offensive line loaded, number one offensive line rated last year, number one going into this year. Um, but I think it all starts up front. To be honest with you, I mean, if you can protect your quarterback, you'll be good. And I know that Phillip Rivers can't move; he doesn't use no mobility. But if behind that offensive line, easily, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys for 4,500 yards, 27 touchdowns. I mean, really, if his pass rating is above 90 and all he does is he just gets the ball to his playmakers, nothing crazy. They're going to be a really good team. And they're loaded with talent on offense. Um, their backfield, in my opinion, is number one Number one backfield going into this year. Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines. really, really strong trio. Marlon Mack, very underrated. He was a top 10 back last year. Um, And then you add Jonathan Taylor. Naeem Hines is a really, really good third and a strong special teamer. Really good running back uh, trio right there. -hmm. T.Y. Hilton the best receiver that no one talks about. I mean, seriously, this guy, if he's healthy, is insane. And he's usually healthy. I mean, he's been hurt a little bit last year and the year before. But seriously, he is never he's rarely hurt outside of that. Um, he's the star that no one talks about, and he's going to be flanked by Michael Pittman, the rookie, and then Paris Campbell, the second-year guy, who um, mm-hmm. in, in practice and, you know, in their social media accounts and all the film I've been seeing, he's taking a major step forward. I think that easily gets him a, a, a top-10 wideout core. plus you add Jack Doyle, really, really strong tight end. Um, so they're going to be – their weapons are good. Um, their offensive line is, is easily number one. And their defense is going to be very strong. You add to Buckner, makes the defensive line at least good enough. And their linebacker core, Darius Leonard, he led the NFL in tackles as a rookie at a North Carolina or at a South Carolina State. You know, and he just continues to get better. And the secondary is very strong. Kenny Moore had a really good last, really good year last year. Going to continue to get better. And Malik is a star. He's a top five safety in the league. Um, not a lot of people talk about them because the Colts haven't been all that good, but they're a sneaky, strong team. Um, they just don't have a lot of holes, and their holes are minor. I mean, really, if you're – seriously, what's your what's your biggest concern with the Colts going to this year? That Phillip Rivers can't move. If that's your whole concern, that's not a bad – that's not a bad concern to have with this offensive line.
1: Right. No, I yeah. mean, I
0: think they're not, they're not like a special team. I don't think they're going to go all the way, but they're a very, very good team. Seriously, don't be surprised if they're – Ten, six, eleven, and five. When you look up at the end
1: of the year, well, I will save the episode and I'll make sure I write down the time to either correct you or applaud you at the end of the season. No, um, I can't wait. Yeah, so we're gonna have now our top players. So for if it's your first time listening, um, we go through our best, our most over, like the overall MVP of the division. And then we'll break down our offensive MVP, defensive MVP. We'll get into our top rookie and then our pop player. So I'll start things off overall MVP of the division. I'm going to put Deshaun Watson there. I think, yeah, I think he's a very underrated quarterback. Um, I know you, you like him a lot, uh, was he in your? He was either in your top five or right outside of it.
2: He was right. I want to see. He was
0: right outside. I want to see you had him at top like five.
1: six when we were making that list.
2: Oh wait
0: a minute. He might have been five.
1: I feel like he was in that graphic.
0: Um, I, let me let me check it out here. He actually, I think he was my fifth best quarterback. I really liked Deshaun Watson.
1: I think he's going to be a great player. I do have
0: him at five. I, I really like him. I know I, I kind of banged the Texans a little bit, but that's not his fault. Right. Um, I I'm going to get right along with you. I think he is the MVP of this division. Like I said, I think he's a top-five quarterback in this league. He's mobile. He's fast. He can throw. He's accurate. He's a leader. He's he, got everything you're looking for.
1: And he throws a really catchable ball too. I heard Colin Coward talk about that. I would go back to Colin Coward again. Um, he he was in his list for uh, quarterbacks that throw the most catchable ball uh, in the league. Yeah.
0: He also. I mean. He had, he had like guys like Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Kyler Murray, really good deep ball throwers, mm-hmm. and guys that just seem to have just the right amount of touch and the, 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 a good spiral makes it extra catchable. And I think Deshaun is definitely one of those guys.
1: Right. Uh, offensive and MVP. The thing with
0: him is he's just. I want to go back to Deshaun. He's just the winner. I don't realize that in college. I think he lost what like three games. You know.
1: He's just a. It seems
0: like he just has that extra will in him to just win.
1: The dude's just a competitor. All he does is win. He's just a. Yeah, he just is. Insane competitor. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think this year's going to be tough to, you know, quote unquote,
0: just win. Um, But I I think he'll be easily the best player in the league.
1: Yeah. My offensive MVP, though, and it cannot be the same as our overall MVP. Uh, There are no seconds on this list, but offensive mvp i'm going to have to put Derrick henry i i have to i mean just an absolute beast of a runner
0: yeah i mean I, I really can't argue with that i think my only my only problem is that you know big big uh, power guys like that deteriorate rather quickly but yeah. I, I i'm not going to argue i think that's a good that's a good mvp he would have been mine but guess who just popped into my head? Who's that? My guy, Quentin Nelson from the Colts, absolute road grader of a of an offensive lineman. I want to see he's a tackle. Oh, he's just really good. <laughs> he's just really good.
1: So that's your he's your offensive um, MVP?
0: Yeah, he's my offensive MVP. Guys that are listening, he, or whoever's listening, guys, whatever. Whoever's listening, go and search into YouTube Quentin Nelson. Um he's just really good. Uh, he's just—he's uh, just so. I, I don't even know what else to say. He's big. He blocks really, really hard. Finishes his blocks. Um, he's easily a top top five at both run blocking and pass blocking. Uh, big fan of him. Big just, fan. Of him. He's actually a guard. I'm sorry, I said tackle a guard.
1: Just check um, on the easily, He's
0: easily—he's easily the best, the best uh, lineman in the in a week.
1: Absolutely. Uh defensive MVP. Uh, I'm gonna go out first here. I'm gonna say Malik Hooker is mine. He's just oh he's just an, yeah. an absolute lockdown safety.
0: He is really good. He's a ball hawk type. You know, he always seemed to find find those interceptions, find those fumble recoveries. He's just a really good, he's always around the ball, flying around.
1: Always causing disruptions. Um, just it's just he's like you said, top five safety in the league for sure.
0: Yeah, um, I, see, who do I think is my defensive MVP? I, I'm going to stick with the Colts here and go Darius Leonard. Okay. Um, he's so underrated. He had like a hundred and some, 50 some tackles. This rookie year. He's insane. The guy just makes plays. You know, like I said about Quinn Nelson, he's just really, really good day in and day out. Same with Darius Leonard. Day in and day out, he's going to give you 10 to 15 tackles and maybe a fumble, you know? Yeah. He's just physical, fast. He can cover. He's just a just complete a complete linebacker. I, I I think he's very similar. I think Devin Bush, I guess, would be similar to him because he's older than Devin Bush, been in the league longer. So I guess Devin Bush would be similar to him. Um that's where I'm looking for Devin Bush. Potential wise, that's where I could project him. Uh so I, I think Darius Leonard's really good. He would be my defensive MVP.
1: Okay. Uh and then top rookie in the division I have Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia the tackle um and yeah. he's drafted the Titans this year I think he's going to be huge uh I mean just a big guy very physical um makes I mean, just makes great decisions uh, on the line and just picking up blocks um I, I saw I was watching might have been him it was um his his highlights from this past year and just the amount of pancake blocks are just so – he's just so good.
0: Yeah, he's a huge guy. Yeah, he's a huge guy that moves pretty well, um, which is, like I said, I think where the league is going agility-wise with um, with linemen. So I think he's kind of ahead of the game on that, ahead of the curve on that. So I do like him. Yep. Um, my top rookie, though, under, I'm sticking with the Colts here. The Colts are like one of my favorite teams um, in the league this year. I'm going to join the Taylor.
2: Okay.
0: I get – I, I don't understand how he fell to the second round. I don't understand how he wasn't the first back taken. I, I always go to the the uh, good old fashioned look him up on Google, mm-hmm. look him up on YouTube, yep. look up Jonathan Taylor. Seriously, seriously, yeah. this guy runs faster. I, I mean, what was his 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 forty time? It was insane. I don't know what it is, but um, I'm I'm gonna look it up right now. He is so good. I mean, he's here it is right here. 40 yard dash time. He ran an unofficial 4.41. People, that is moving. Boys, for, for speed. reference here, for reference here, Julio Jones ran a 4.39. So he's running about the same as Julio Jones, consensus top receiver in the league. You know, yeah. he ran a faster, a faster 40 time than Antonio Brown. You know. <laughs> And, and Jonathan Taylor is, and he's also huge. Um, I don't know if anyone knows that. Uh, well, he's he's only five ten, so he's a little bit shorter, but he's two twenty seven. He's a built, tough guy. I mean, just look at his highlights from Wisconsin. Runs hard, runs fast. Can outrun people. Can make you miss. Can run over you. Can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's everything you want in a running
1: back. Yeah, I, I, that's a great pick. That's a great place to uh, great place to put him in there. A uh, pop player. I'm gonna go Johnny Smith. Okay, I know you banged Ooh, on a little bit. Oh yeah, banged on a little bit. No idea who even is, but Delaney Walker, no longer in Tennessee. He's got to come up and fill fill those shoes. I'd say this. All right. All I right. I say this is a year for him to to come up and pop, and especially in an organization with um that could be one dimensional with just Derrick Henry. You know.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I don't think it's out of the out of the realm of possibility that he has a really good year. I just don't. I don't think so. But you do you? Huh. Who's yours? Um, I'm mean, going to to Paris Campbell. Um, I, I talked about him from the Colts okay. again because I think Colts are so good this year. Um, Paris Campbell he's a uh, wide receiver out of Ohio State, going into his second year. Speedy, long, lanky. Um, I
1: think he's gonna be really good. I mean, definitely gonna be something to watch. Uh, I mean, you basically just looked up the Colts depth chart, eh? And just uh, put in a.
0: I just really, <laughs> I'm really high on the Colts this year, man. I think, I think Philip Rivers is gonna finally be that. I, I don't, I like Jacoby Brissett. Don't get me wrong; he was mm-hmm. their quarterback last year. I'll be their backup this year. I just think Philip Rivers is going to be a better distributor of the football. He's more accurate. He's more experienced.
1: Uh, he he's going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks. No, uh, oh, he's going in to the easy, he's
0: easily a top twenty-five quarterback. And of all time. just
1: can't find that can't find that Lombardi. But maybe he does with the Colts. Who knows?
0: Oh man, my dreams would come true. I'm not, although I'm not picking them, I did pick them to be a really really good team this year. So it's kind of be a little bit a little bit correct there. Um, I don't. Know, I just think Paris Campbell's a really good guy, a really good um, wide receiver, and I think with Philip Rivers um, at quarterback, they're they're gonna spread the football out a little bit. And uh, Ty Hilton can get every target, and uh, another can Michael Pittman, I think Paris Campbell's really gonna make the most. And by Pop, I don't think he's gonna go for you know, fourteen hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. I'm I'm thinking more like you know, nine hundred yards and like seven really real. Key touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm excited to watch him play. I'm excited to watch the Colts play in general.
1: No, yeah, I mean, sounds good to me. And uh, just to run down through the division again: the um, Colts in first at ten and six, Texans in second, nine and seven, Titans in third, eight and eight, and the Jags in last two and fourteen. So that is the AFC South, and that concludes our. Uh, divisional prediction segment. Uh that is all the divisions and we're just uh waiting on waiting on kickoff now to see if uh see if we're so excited. And we'll we'll be fact checking ourselves throughout the season too. So uh you know uh don't get uh, don't get worried that you're gonna be missing out on football there. You're gonna have even more of it. So uh, that just about does it for today's segment or today's episode. Make sure you go into our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Uh, check out our graphics, uh, check out our tweets. Um, we're staying more active on there now. So, uh, you know, make sure you guys are uh, following along with us. But uh, Tim, thanks for joining us on the phone, man.
0: Absolutely. See you guys, uh, see you guys Wednesday.
1: Yep. And that, was, that was the issue.